Hello and welcome to Beyond the Artists. I'm your host, John Leonardo, and this is our first ever episode, and it features Wordsmith, at Wordsmith of the Vowels, a.k.a. Brody. I mean, this guy is an amazing artist. I know you've seen his work. He's got an insane work ethic that I have so much respect for. I mean, he went from being a high school track star to a published author. And in this interview, we're going to talk about all of that and even how to get out of parking tickets and to what makes a true artist. Enjoy it. And I got to thank our sponsors, Game Day Media, Iron Mike, and Cafe Joe that really helped make all this happen. So without further ado, please enjoy Beyond the Artist. No, you didn't know that? Uh-uh. Don't tell, me that. Don't tell me that. After but, I'm, after I'm so impressed afterwards, you should. Have yeah, been, did but, you know this was our first one? And I'd be like, holy shit. No, but you want to know why? I actually am really excited that you're the first person we have on here. Um, we just met not too long ago. Uh huh. We've traveled into two different states together. Mm-hmm. We've seen each other in three states now. This is the first time mm-hmm. you and I have seen each other in California, Absolutely. which is kind of exciting. Uh, I consider you a friend. I think that we've we've built a nice little connection but there's still so much i don't know about you that we'll be able to discover on this podcast here today i concur with all of that and so i i was like this is going to be a perfect you know mesh to have uh as the first one cool so thank you for being here it's good to be here uh for anyone that may not know which i feel like every day is getting smaller and smaller because <laughs> your work is amazing and speaks for itself why don't you Tell us your name, what you would like us to call you, because you have a couple different names, and uh, and what you do. Uh, I am the LA-based street artist known as Wordsmith, and all my friends call me Brody. So you can call me Brody. All right, we'll call you Brody then. Uh, what kind, What do you like to put on your pizza? Pepperoni. I'm simple. All right, well, thanks for being on the show. This is Beyond the Artist. I'm John Leonardo. That was Wordsmith. Thanks for coming out. You guys have a great day. That's it. Pizza. <laughs> um, seriously, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. What's doing going well. on? What's going on in in the past 48 and next 48 hours? What do we got? Um, I have been actually relaxing more than I've relaxed this year. Nice. I just came back from um, Powell, Worcester, and uh, it was awesome. But it was it got better. It the, was the accent. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah thanks. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. Um, I've been working on that. But yeah, Powell, Worcester was um, was fantastic. But it was 10 days of doing art and having a lot of fun so i came back a little like needing some r&r and my friends laugh because me relaxing is not the normal relaxing but but i have taken it down a couple gears and what is you relaxing i don't know i still go you know what i mean i still do stuff i'm still doing art i'm still planning i'm still busy but my it's it's the opposite question it's it's what's my you know fourth fifth gear which is crazy people can't keep up with me like when I go travel to a city, uh, I just I hit it hard. And, and when you came out, when we first had you out, you flew into Houston, went to a baseball game, yeah. drove to San Antonio, did a mural. We tried to go see bats. We went to we missed the bats. Went to a party, and then you flew out. Yeah, yeah, it was more than that. Like, yeah, you, yeah, there was a lot more in there. But yeah, still. you had the invite to uh, San Antonio, and I was like, uh, if I'm coming that close, I'm going to go to Houston because I wanted to go to Twombly's museum and then the Rothko Chapel and then an Astros game. But yeah, and then drove over to San Antonio. So so every, I like to pack it in. It, well, might as well while you're traveling. Uh, do you try to go to a game every city you go to? Right? Yeah, I'm a big um, baseball fan, big sports fan, but I'm a big baseball fan, and. Uh, and any time that I can take in a game, I will. And then any time I can hit a new stadium, I will. Uh, Houston was not new, but Washington was when we were in Washington. Oh, yeah. Went we to went to a Nationals the, game. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was brand new for we me. We didn't even so. go to our seats. Or did we? I don't think we did. No, we didn't. We just, we were, we were running around. Oh, that's funny. Around. so funny. I don't think we did. <laughs> we, never, we never went to our seats. But yeah, that was a cool stadium. That was very cool. Yeah. So I, I love doing that. And I just like, I just, I just like packing in. But, but uh, sports and baseball is, is part of that. Did you play baseball as a kid? Just for fun. Just for fun. Did uh, you play any sports as a kid? Uh, I ran track. My, my parents were very, this is actually part <laughs> of my, believe it or not, this is actually part of my story. Oh, I laugh at that now too, but they were yeah. very strict and very protective. So when I was like, oh, I'd want to play baseball, they go, you're not playing baseball, you'll break your, you'll break your arm. And it's I'm like, that's the worst thing to tell <laughs> yeah. a kid. However, and I was also the youngest kid, so I always tried to get away with everything and I got caught and I got grounded. 
both of those things kind of wrapped up having strict parents it made me a dreamer like when I was grounded I was in my room reading I was a comic book kid and I was just coming up with stories so it made me who I am so now I look back and I'm like hey mom and dad thanks well isn't what sitting in front of us right now in front of this microphone is a creation of every experience anything that's ever happened you all accumulated together and then produces your right thoughts your actions your mindsets I'm a little bit, all right, so I'm a believer that whenever somebody says, oh, well, you did this, and I regret that, and I did this, mm. or maybe I don't like that, or or I'm really glad that this happened, at the end of the day, I anything that's ever happened to me, whether good or bad, I love what I'm, what's going on right now. I'm always working on myself, right? You can always get better. But all of those experiences together have now created this being who, who is a creator and a this and whatever the fuck I am. So I like all of that. So I think that's kind of what you're saying. You're like, listen, maybe this when I was a kid, this wasn't the best. I thought this was wasn't that great that I was grounded, but because I was grounded, this and this happened, which now absolutely, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really. Thanks have, for making me clarify that because I think yeah. I jumbled that. Yeah, a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe in regrets. That's what you're saying, and and uh, I know we all have these things that we think about, but um, but yeah, uh, it's it's we're on a path, and you have to enjoy the journey. You know what I mean? And the left turns and right turns and. And yeah, that's exactly what you're saying, and I totally agree. What city did you grow up in? Uh, I was born in Cleveland, and I grew up in Chicago. And what were, take us through like a little bit of the economics of like growing up. Like, what did your parents do? How many siblings? You said you were youngest of how many? Uh, youngest of three. Was that good or bad? I'm the, I'm the youngest of three, too. It's good. Like, yeah. I like being the youngest. I, uh, I am really close to with my sister and, and close to my brother. Like he's, he was always older, you know what I mean? So we didn't have the bond that me and my sister had, but, but we're a close family and we couldn't be more or I couldn't be more polar opposite. Like I'm the only creative one in the family. I really don't know where I got it. And uh, <laughs> unless it was fostered in that being grounded and comic book kid and being a dreamer but uh but they're very successful they're in the business world and just who your sister and brother yeah killing what are it. they doing right now um they are um they they both i mean they obviously both work in the corporate world my sister's in um like for a startup pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. um and then my brother is also in the business world and he's like a high-ranking manager and he works my god i can't even think of the company he works for now that's terrible when you um, go- he used to work for kellogg's and then oh, has worked okay. for a couple yeah so he worked there for many years and now he works for another food related company and i can't even think of the name of it when you go home and you're sitting down at the dinner table for thanksgiving or whatever because <laughs> i get so my brother private equity my sister corporate pr my dad's financial advisor and my brother have that to talk about my mom is a homemaker you know and so i come home and they're like what is this party you threw i'm like well it was a million dollar festival we threw and they're yeah. like well you're putting art on the wall now tell what the hell's exactly. going on there do yeah. you get that yeah before the mic would turn on i kind of said um um I, I have reinvented myself so many times but part of that reinvention and diving into these pools of unknown are those holiday dinners where they're like so you're moving to hollywood to be a writer what are you thinking then the next thanksgiving they're like oh my god i read your book and i love it you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah. they're, they're proud same thing they're like you're gonna paint on walls or you're painting on walls you're gonna be arrested what the hell are you doing with your life now i go home and they're the they're the biggest you know whatever fans and, and proponents and and you know we were out and about, and 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 they're like, oh, that, you know, that that's, that's my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just it's crazy. So I, I'll probably do something else in five years. I don't think so, but but and they'll be disappointed at first in me, and then <laughs> and then I'll, I'll turn it around. So maybe yeah. acting. I think you had the face when I was telling them before we came over. I was like. He's a good-looking guy. Everybody He's, says that I, uh, I, sh- I could have or should have been an actor, and I love actors. Uh, I date a lot of actresses. Um, <laughs> Wait, really? But, Are you will? Can you like who? I'm not, I'm not Come on, give us names. the inside scoop. I'm not naming any names. That's bullshit. I call, I call bullshit. Then. When I was in Chicago, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had a thing for waitresses. That sounds terrible. Can I say that in this day? Yeah, you can say whatever. And you want. then, uh, and then here it became actresses, and uh, it's just kind of funny. Um, all right, so in high school, you're in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, any creativity there? You were running track. 
What kind of girls? <laughs> you, were, you were running track on. Fuck. With, <laughs> I, got, I just want to remind everybody that at Wordsmith without the vowels on socials, check them out on there. You ran say, track. You say ran track like you're disappointed in me. I mean, <laughs> now I need to turn it around for you, and I need to walk out of this impressing you. Well, no, you don't. You've already impressed me. I don't need impressed me. It's all good. Yes, uh, I was in high school. What kind of girls were you into in high school? Um. I had creative girls like I listened to alternative music so I liked I liked it it's all the same like I liked artists I liked people that had something to say and that were thinkers and and uh you know having said that there were still you know cheerleaders that I chased <laughs> well that sounds terrible cheerleader can't Do you be. remember any of their names? Um sure. Are you going to tell them, tell them to us? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> You just want names. That's what this whole thing, We're gonna go this find them. We're gonna call them. Kyle's gonna go find them. And Kyle's our producer sitting here. Um, nice was, long, nice hair. I was gonna say, like in when in uh, this actually might have been like grade school. There was a girl named Sarah French, and it was the the Start first finder. Gr- Kyle, no, don't find her. This is part of the story. This is part of the story. But like, she is the first girl that I was like, oh, girls are awesome, kind of yeah. kind of thing, and. Like I can think what she looked like then. I like all due respect. I mean, she, if she's listening, maybe she's maybe maybe. But uh, but like, like I don't want to see her. We're now. gonna do targeted ads. I don't want to just her. I don't want to see her now. And it, you know what I mean? It's like just that. Like I want to remember her for for that and that that feeling. How old were you? When but that then happened? here's another thing that I'll say before we move on okay. is every single thing that I've written, I've, I've there's a character in it at some point in time that's named Sarah French. And I love that. Like Whoa, I just, I am better. Really cool. and, yeah, yeah. But it's a cool name too. I mean, it's yeah. a simple name. So, so that's one thing that I just kind of did. Um, I like that. Yeah, here and there. Did you start writing in high school? I did. did uh, you know yeah, you, you asked just... that question. Like I was, I was creative. Uh, I keep saying I was a comic book kid. Like it was, it was more major than it was. But, but I, I was more fascinated with the story than the art. Mm-hmm. Even though I tried to draw my own, you know, comics back then, and I, I was more fascinated with the characters. So like, you always creating. had that little. Absolutely, and then I was writing short stories um, in in you know grade school and high school, and they were awful. But at least I was flexing that muscle, yeah, yeah, and uh, and just always thinking about like uh, I was fascinated with the film world, so I always thought about you know making movies, you know, writing movies mainly, and um, and uh, kind of dreamt about that Hollywood experience, Um, and that was part of the. I'm I'm all over the map, but uh, okay, we're yeah, that was part of the frustration in Chicago, and that was the realization that I had. I was working in advertising. I was very good at. I was getting paid a lot of money. But I just had this realization one day that I am not happy. I'm not doing the creative work that I wanted to be doing. And I never chased my dream. I always dreamed about, you know, writing in many different forms, including film. So, so I was that cliche that said, I'm quitting my job and I'm moving yeah. to Hollywood to be a writer. Um, I want to go back <clears throat> to that a little bit. But when you're in high school, yes. did you sit back and go, oh, I'm, I like writing. I think I should be doing this. Uh, absolutely. Like, oh, okay. I love. That's pretty advanced yeah. of a high school student. Yeah, I went from, yeah. Um, I went from wanting to be a fireman to an astronaut to a teacher. Then right after that, I was like, I, yeah. I want to write. I, I want to write. And, um, and I just kind of, I knew it. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and I don't know. I don't know how to say it other than yeah. that. Like everything I encountered, whether it was film or comic books, I, I was more fascinated with how they created the story and that mm. it was just blatant for me that I'm like, yeah, this is something that I love learning about, and I, I'm exploring it, you know, enough. You yeah, know, and yeah. So. And so, where did you go to college? Miami of Ohio. Oh yeah, Would, that. yeah, yeah he yeah. laughs. <laughs>, I mean, <laughs> oh, that little. School. I know two kids that went there, and one didn't make it out. <laughs> I, mean, I went to Miami of Ohio, which, and here's a funny thing. Uh, I'm a writer, so I always have creative ways of spinning stuff. Nobody, I say Miami, everybody thinks University of Miami. Yeah. So I stopped, I stopped saying that. My, a Miami University is in Oxford, Ohio. So I, I just started telling people I studied in Oxford and they were like, Oh, that's cool. Oh, and I'm not lying. I studied in Oxford. I mean, you know technically what I mean? And then, not. and then it just, it just moves on. But that, this gets into. That's a lie. It, it isn't. It isn't. Like, there's an article I want to write. There's an article I want to write, and it's 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 actually it's funny. It's the art of lying without lying, and that's Ooh. it's stuff like that. Oh, I went to school in Oxford. Yeah, uh, I turned thirty in October. I turned thirty in October. I didn't say which October. And then the one that makes me laugh the funniest is, uh, oh, I've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro a number of times. 
that number is zero, but I still find it a number of times. Like, there's an art of lying without lying. How many it? times have you broken up with a girl, or she's broken up with you because you got caught in one of these? And you're right. You didn't lie, but she's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, um, I've gotten caught, but it's not it's not produced breakups. So, oh, yeah. wow. The, that, that. Yeah. I mean, they, that, but that, that, Wait, that's funny. Is, that's funny. Yeah, no, Nobody's going to get pissed enough to break up with me over... I know. How could they funny. break up with you? I mean, come on. I know they can't see you, but look at at Wordsmith with no vowels. Look him up. It's like can't get away from this guy. All right, so you go to um, you go to Oxford. Yeah, I studied in Oxford. <laughs> and then you graduate, and you go right in the ad world. Yeah. It. Uh, no, I kind of not meandered, but I I was I went to Chicago rather than the West Coast. Why Chicago. Like, it just felt comfortable, cool. you know what I mean? Or, or, or it was in Chicago. Nah, it wasn't about that. It was, uh, it was just staying in. The, it was in the being in the Midwest, you know what I mean? And yeah. and Hollywood. I don't want to say it was intimidating because I still thought about it and it was on the agenda. But what I'm getting at is, I somehow backed into this career. Like, like all my friends, a lot of my friends were actors, mm. and they started getting these like summer gigs for marketing companies where you'd be. Um, like out with the Marlboro team, just going to bars and and you know doing yeah, yeah, the yeah. the adventure points and stuff like that, yeah, like, like all the that Red Bull and, and, and I was working some shitty job, so I was like, screw that, I want to do that. So I quit my job, and they signed me up with the casting agency that got yeah, yeah. them those gigs. Started doing that when I started meeting the people that 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 organized it. They liked me. They knew they knew I was smart. That sounds pretentious. And then they were like, well, oh, you, Oxford, so. you should, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> good. Um, and uh, so they were like, you should be doing what I'm doing. And then that led to, you should be in the office. And so I backed into this career in marketing that then turned into getting a job at an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. And at first I was on the account side, which was the worst. Like I liked the money and I was, like I the said, I was good at it. for the listeners who don't quite know that it is. That's basically the guy that's on the phones and putting everything together and planning. You're and- dealing directly with the client. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So you got to be charismatic. You yes. got to be a hustler. You got to be able to sell a little bit. You gotta, yes. You got to have to do it all. Yeah. That's a, I don't know. You're making that sound, job sound more appealing well, I told than you, I thought I like it was. I'm trying to like build you up a little bit. <laughs> so I was working on the account side for a couple of years and, and I, I, I was like, I got to get, I got to get out of this. I got to do something creative. Tell, so, I know the answers, but tell everybody what accounts did you, did you work on? Oh yeah. I worked, um, I called it vice marketing because yeah. I worked for Marlboro. I worked for Bacardi. And then I worked for Brown Foreman, which is a distributor for like Jack Daniels, and and just so it was all vice marketing. It was, it was just funny. Like like you do it, and it's fun at first. You're young, you're out yeah. on bars, but then you start, you know, really do like doing it nonstop, and it just gets tiring. And then I realized, oh my god, uh, this is vice marketing. I'm pushing, you know, all the things that are that are bad for people onto onto them. So. I was able to make the leap to a small agency as a copywriter and I was working on the Eminem Mars account and I was like, this is awesome. This is so much better and I'm more creative. I'm writing like six months in. I realized it was worse than uh, vice marketing because I'm pushing candy on kids. Yeah. And, and we had this thing in meetings that was called the nag effect. Like it was like, you got to get the kid to say, we have to get a bag of oh, this. We have to get, disgusting. yeah. And it was, it was, I, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is, this is 10 times worse. Um, but I was doing creative writing and, and that lasted for a while, but, but I got beat up by the advertising world. Anybody that's in I that. Hear that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like dog years. Any anybody that that works in it, they just work you to the bone, and it seems really great at first. You know what I mean? Um, and then my frustration was that great ideas kept getting watered down. We we would come up with a great idea, and then all the chefs in the kitchen and all the executives mm-hmm. just would just would 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 ruin the idea. And by the time it reached what it was supposed to reach, it was just wasn't even close to what it was. And that happens again and again and again. And you just, you become numb to it and you're just not excited anymore about anything. And so when you left there, I have a story about that. Uh, So I worked at a very small agency that ended up getting bought by a bigger agency when we moved to the big, can you say which agency, which is the bigger one? Uh, The bigger one was draft um, who acquired the small agency, and then the story behind them is they then bought Footcone and Belding, Belding, and they became the biggest agency in the world. Whoa. That's when I was 
on the outs. But it's yeah. because of stuff like that. Like like we moved into these new offices at Draft, and the we had three or four floors. The float floor right be- below mine, there was a Starbucks bar. And it was like, it was awesome. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like Starbucks. I think everything was a buck, but it went to Not charity. Uh, it, everything went to charity. But um, but then you just realize, wait, they put a Starbucks bar so we don't even leave to go get coffee, much less we're all hopped up on coffee, yeah. you know, all day. All right. So then you leave there. And yes. do you know you want to come out to Hollywood? Yeah. No, I... Uh, what goes on in between? Did you drive out no, here? No, I had a realization one day that I just was not happy. So I knew that I was, I had friends that were in California that were like, Hey, you should, and, and this was for years before they were like, if you want to be a writer, you should come out here. Have you ever been out here before? Yeah. I came okay. to visit and, uh, and this is part of the story. Like they were like, if you want to be a writer, you should come out here. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm moving to Los Angeles. It's, it's sprawling and it's just cold and the people are weird and. Um, so I fought it for a while, but then I realized I was just not happy and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move to Hollywood. I'll, I'll speed up in the story to end this thought is again, moved here just for career reasons, thought I would hate it. I think it was like six or months, eight, eight months in. I, I think I was at Runyon Canyon and that has nothing to do with the story, but I just stopped and I'm like, this place is awesome. Like it gets such a bad rap, but it's. It's just, it's just, I, I was just, I realized I was very yeah. happy. And a lot of people would say, oh, you know, watch out out there. Everyone's backstabbing. Everybody's fake. Everybody. And I came out and I was like, I, everyone's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I, everyone's down to earth. Everyone's real. Yeah, there's two things in that. Like, I mean, first of all, I think you're like me. I can sniff bullshit inside yeah. uh, 30 seconds. So and I just disagree. Exactly. Out. And yeah. I, or I keep those people at arm's length or don't deal with them at all. But the other part of it is is what I used to hear was a complaint. It's that like, oh, everybody's chasing their dream and they're delusional and this that. and that. I feed off that. Yeah. Like that's the reason I love this place. The weather's great, but but I absolutely love and because I can smell bullshit, I can talk to somebody and realize they're talking about it a project that they'll they'll never work on yeah. in their life. But it's the other people, not to focus focus on the positive, it's the other people that they're here, they're living their dream, they're chasing it, they're yeah. doing it, and I love that. I don't care if you're an actor, a writer, a singer. It's just, I just love being around those people, and I love um, just, just just learning and feeding off their passion. And then another thing that I, that I really found, like the people that I'm closest to um, in my life, like, like, like even, even in the last couple years, like I, 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 you would think that was just art. Art is that bond. It's not, it's these people have all reinvented themselves mm-hmm. and they've, they've, they, they don't fear change and they've dove into pools of unknown. And I love, and that I, I, I gravitate toward that cause, cause I'm the poster child for right. that. Like, like I, I, I love that I quit jobs and just walked away and, and, and just have continued to reinvent myself but but I love that in other people and that there's so much of that in this town when I first started I was here in Los Angeles and I I wanted to say things to people here that I wish they would have said to me when I got here nice. and that that worked it was it was mm-hmm. great and and but very quickly I realized it wasn't just about Los Angeles it was people all over the country and all over the world that wanted that those messages you know what I mean what was and, the first one you put up uh, the first one I ever put up was um, was a phrase that came from a, a book I wrote, um, and it is, um, there's nothing sadder in the world than a pawn shop in Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah, and if you if you think about that now, it doesn't sound very wordsmithy. It, but, it really doesn't. But it but it is like like I've obviously you know figured out how nothing to nothing sadder in the world there's nothing it. sadder in the world than a pawn shop in hollywood all it is is all i was going to say is it's just a creative way of saying don't give up on your dreams granted uh, you know what i mean it, it came from off, this yeah. book and it, it's a very poignant <clears throat> line in the book you know said by a character so I, I i i i launched with a couple you know things that i had in my repertoire some from this book because it was a book about hollywood um and that was just the first one that i put up so here's 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 the story in a nutshell um, how Wordsmith started. I had just written that book that I talked about, but because I wrote the book, which was a fantastic experience, it's called Hollywood in the Holden Age of Hollywood. You didn't let me finish. That was what some people thought. It's called the Holden Age in Hollywood, right? Yeah, the Holden <laughs> Age of Hollywood. Um, so I wrote that book, and I was spending 
all this time in front of the computer, uh, like six, eight, ten hours a day. And, and that was awesome because I was giving birth to this, to my first baby. I mean, it was just, it's, it's a manuscript that ended up getting bought and I ended up getting published. However, when I, when I was spending all the time in front of the computer, I had a realization that I needed an active hobby. I needed something that got me away for stints. And that was a conundrum because I know myself. I love to write. Everything I do, you know, revolves around writing. So if I would have, I always say, if I would have taken up photography, I might have been happy, but three months later I would have resented it because mm. it was taking me away from writing. So there's this little bit of a conundrum until I got the crazy notion that maybe I'll do street art. And the cool part of that story is, is that I didn't think I could do it. Like before I needed this, had this conundrum, I thought superheroes did it. I mean, these pieces appear overnight on rooftops and, and it's just very inspiring. And I was always inspired by it. I mean, especially when I moved to Los Angeles, the art was everywhere. It was actually going through, you know, its renaissance and just, just booming. And it was incredible to look at. Who were some of the folks at that time that you were looking at going, Holy shit! I don't think I can do this because so and so is doing it, and they're amazing. I mean, Shepard Fairey. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's you know, it's right when I got here that uh, he was just, I mean, killing it. He's still yeah. killing it, but in, in but he was he was just everywhere. You know what I mean? And 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 again, it's like it did seem like a superhero because his pieces would appear on rooftops and mm-hmm. just in places that you're like, how the hell do you even yeah. get up there? So I didn't think I could do it. Um, but I knew I needed an active hobby. So when I say I thought, oh, I do street art, I thought I would do stickers. I thought, and then immediately when I said, oh, I'm going to do street art because I love to write, I saw the image of a typewriter and then I thought the words would just be floating above it on the sticker and I thought that would be fun to do. However, when I thought the typewriter could be painted and the page would be pasted, which are the two most popular mediums yep. for street art, I got really excited about the idea. And that's key for two reasons. I got so excited I had to Google if anybody had done it before. The mm-hmm. moment I saw or discovered that nobody had, um, I got so excited about the idea, I forgot all about my fear. And I just wanted to get out in the streets. Okay. I wanted to I wanted to mark my territory on this idea. So it was less than a week that I was out putting up that that pawn shop piece. So when you all right, so you get excited, did you call anybody? Did you say, hey, I want to do this. I see that you do this. How do I? You just researched it. You just no, I researched there? it on my own. Yeah, yeah. it was very um, DIY. 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 Yeah, DIY. DIY. Yeah, do and, it yourself. And, yeah, and that that's amazing because there are you know in this gener- in this time you know what I mean there's there's just YouTube and you yes. can find out how to do anything. Yeah. So and I, and I, when I get passionate about something or, or get excited about something, I really dive in. So I just figured it out. You know what I mean? I, I figured out the stencil, the paint, just and and the wheat paste, um, everything. And uh, it wasn't wasn't pretty. Like I was using ninety nine cent paint when I started, it. and and yeah, and uh, and this is this. I think I've only said this once before. I, I started with a store bought stencil. What do you mean? Of a typewriter. I oh, found really? the stencil of a typewriter. But <laughs> wow. once once I had that that first, you know, night and knew this is what I wanted yeah. to do, I just quickly figured out how to make my own stencils. And that's where the design of my typewriter came. Like if you ever see and I think all those pieces are gone, there might be one or two, but but it's just this it's this crazy, you know, image of a typewriter. But but that was just me wanting to get out there as quick as possible. But then when I knew this is something that I wanted to do. Again, I, I, I designed the, the the typewriter that you you got uh, that that you know, yeah. and it's changed very little from that yeah. even that initial design. How close is the one that you use now to the one that you bought from the store? Nothing, really, nothing like it. That's, yeah, it's it's nothing like it. Um, but uh, where was I going with the part of the story? But yeah, when I did my first piece, I got this adrenaline rush. It's everything I needed. Like it fit the bill for for needing active hobby. Like it, yeah. it energized me, reinvigorated me. And I would go out and do pieces at like four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning and then come Such back a rush. and yeah, be so energized that I would <laughs> write, write throughout the day. And yep. it was just awesome. Um, have you ever been caught? Uh, I've had cops roll up on me. Yeah, so we- yeah, I've been definitely been caught and uh, I haven't been arrested. Um, they still, they ran my name and oh, saw wow. if so I they had, actually got you. Yeah, they ran my name to see if I had any warrants or priors. Well, you're a track star. You didn't want to run. You didn't run. I would never. 
I, I, I just, I, it's not that I'm not. Uh, wow, you're really callbacks like crazy. Oh, you know. <laughs> now nah, I didn't want to. This is my first podcast. Yeah, I didn't want to. I, I, I didn't want to run. Like I, uh, well, I, I wouldn't. Like when the cops first first rolled up on me, it was actually like a year and a half in, and. And uh, I was very nervous, but but I wouldn't run because I believed in what I was doing. You know what I mean? Uh. So even now, like like I would I would never run. I would talk to them and say, "Hey, I think I'm beautifying, not destroying. I'm trying to put positive messages out there." And uh, and if they need to do their job, I'll let them do their job because I think I'm doing my job. And right. That's the that's the most wow. important thing I can try to convey to them. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Like, yeah. like, I just believe. That's why I stopped like hiding my face. I believe in this way too much. To, that was recent. That was November. Past year? Yeah, November of last year. So yeah. we're coming up on a year. And yeah. um, I remember that. Yeah, and I stopped caring about the anonymity. Uh, I don't know about a year and a half, two years into the whole thing. I've been doing this for five, but I kept. I, I just didn't show my face because the mystery still works in your favor, mm-hmm. yeah. and. Uh, and but but I had my first solo show in November of last year, and I wanted, I wanted to meet people. So that was part of it to sit there and say, I wanna. You've been sent like I get messages all the time from people. You know that the words are resonating with them or affecting yeah, yeah. them, and and it's part of their lives. So I wanted to meet all these people. I wanted to shake their hand. I wanted to give them a hug. And and you know you're not going to do that wearing a a, mm. a bandana or or something. So 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 it just was a natural time to kind of say, hey, hi, hello, here's who I am. That's cool. Yeah. There's one thing that or two things that you touched on that I think need like I just want to emphasize a little bit more. One is you just went out and you did it. You got excited and you did it. And you're like, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. But I did it, and then we adjusted, and we worked on it. You know, by we, I mean you. Yeah. But um, and I think that that's so important for people to hear because a lot of folks they like we're talking about they talk about it, they get excited, they get a little nervous. They don't. It's like just go out and do it, put it out there. But worst case scenario is that you fix it and you make it a little better next time. Absolutely. Right. Like what is you know? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like like when I started, the the focus was all about the words, and obviously mm-hmm. that's still important to me. I'm a writer, and that's what's resonating with people. But for me, like right when I started putting out pieces, I immediately to what you're saying wanted them to look better. Like, yeah. like, like I knew that I could do better. You know what I mean? And I also knew this is what I wanted to be doing. So, so I I, I designed the typewriter. I, I learned how to cut the stencil, and I started. It still wasn't pretty. That's a great DNA thing too to say. Oh, this looks good, but I'm gonna make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then even a couple months later, the I, I, the word started resonating with people. I started noticing that. And then it was I started in November. By February, people were asking for commissions. Like it was around Valentine's, and they're like, "Oh, I want to give this to my oh, girl." Yeah. And that made me really take a step back and want to be a better artist. Like like I wanted to learn how to make better stencils and bigger mm-hmm. stencils and and. And just, 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 just learn more about spray paint and just paint in general, just everything. So, so I really kind of put my head down and, and really figured it out. And, and the reason I'm saying that is it was all about the words, but then I wanted to be a better artist. And, right. and now the, the I, I definitely, out, you yeah, to I, be. I definitely think that, that the two have kind of met each other. I yeah. hope they have. Like, like it's still about the words. That's the most important part. Yeah, of course. But, but it, but people also, I think what I make is aesthetically or people like looking mm-hmm. at it. There are a lot of artists out there right now. And I have a hard time calling my, you can't see, but yet yeah, folks listening, I'm doing the quotes. I have a hard time calling myself an artist. I'd rather call myself a creator in a certain way. Um, because I might, it's still, don't, like, don't get me, don't they get all wordsmith on you. Like, it's like you a, are an artist. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I was having this conversation with someone the other day and my whole thing was, I respect that word and, and the legend so much that until I'm full time making money off of bullshit, art, I, I call bullshit. On sorry, that. Okay. I, I let's call get bullshit into it a in bit. every walk of life. Like I hate when somebody says, Oh, I want to be an actor. I'm like, you are an actor. You're, you are acting. You know what I mean? And, and, and there's no benchmark. There's no time that, 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 oh, I need to, I need to do this or, or it's, it's, it's like, I, I've always been a writer. Even when I was writing shitty stories or thinking about writing, I, I, you're a writer. You know what I mean? Okay. Like being, being something doesn't mean it's, it's like, like, I, th- oh God, I think it's like, 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 wow! I really hit a hit a chord well, yeah, here. I, I mean, like this. But Let's you're, go. Th- you're 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 thinking it needs to look a certain way, or or it's not or, that. 
It's or, it's more so just or reach a certain benchmark. That's I don't want to. I don't want to diminish. Do you think that there, there's so many people out there putting things up on walls? And do you feel it's it's gotten to a place where some of the some of the folks that really truly are out there doing things, really breaking ground, which is going to lead to another question I have, are almost getting looked over because it's so. Not easy, but it's really easy to just get out there and, and put something up. And so many people are doing it now that that word artist has, has kind of taken on so much water and dilution that it's not true to what it used to be. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense, but it's, and it's not just about art and it's not just about street art. Like you can say that about anything, yeah. but I, I'm just saying the thinking isn't sound for you personally. And, 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 and it's not, it's, I don't think it's sound. Uh, I mean, I mean, Whatever you judge as good art or your favorite art, you know, that's what I think you focus on. I mean, sure, there's there's a lot of street art out there right now, but it mm. it doesn't for me it doesn't take away from, you know, the Shepherd Fairies and the Banksy and right. the Invader and and it just doesn't, you know what I mean? And and I think it's it's actually pretty inspiring for those people that they that they did spawn a generation. And here's right. what I'll say. Like, like, like there's even, even in the street art world, there's a hierarchy and I fucking hate it. Like there's no hierarchy. Like people say, Oh, uh, you know, it's stickers and, and, uh, street yeah. art is better than stickers. And, you know, um, and then it's tagged and then tag and mural, like, like, like it's just, it's crap. Like any way that you find to, to express yourself creatively is awesome. I mean, I mean, the, the hierarchy is bullshit because you could be doing, you know, stickers, but if it's if it's making you happy, that's all that matters. If it's then resonating with any kind of people, that's the secret to life. And anybody that sits there and says, there is a hierarchy, I'm going to sit there and say, let's talk about this because I'll, I'll bring up the stickers again. And they're like, stickers are bullshit. Shepard Fairey is, I think, one of the greatest artists of our generation. He was doing stickers for over 10 years. He did yeah. an incredible thing with a sticker. You know what I mean? And one look, sticker, too. And look what he turned it into or yeah. how he evolved. So that's another thing. And, and I think this is part of your point, but you're not even thinking like that. It's don't judge anybody for what they're, what they're doing. They're expressing themselves. They're on a path. They're figuring it out. That person... 10 years from now or 15 years from now or five years from now, holy smokes, who knows what they're doing. But if you sit there and say that shit, or I'm going to cross it out or mm. I'm going to rip it off. It's, it's, it's fuck you. Like, yeah. like, 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 like that person's happy that they had that same moment that anybody had when they put up that first piece, that rush, that no matter what it was. So let them be happy. <clears throat> like, like I, I think there's a lot of, there's a gluttony of uh gluttony of street art out there. You know what I mean? Or it's, mm. it's just, there's so much of it. And, and sure, I can sit there and say, oh, this is what I like and what I don't like, but I'm not the judge and jury. Like, I'm never going to, you know, vocalize that. I'll tell you what I like, you know what I mean? But but the fact that somebody's out there just, just doing it is is freaking awesome. So I don't care what you're doing. I'm still going to kind of give you up. a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's a very – they could have a whole podcast just on that, that mm -hmm. topic, but – but I don't know. I have a lot of viewpoints on it, but but I think I think anything is good. I mean, there's people that scribble on walls, but I mean, again, they're expressing themselves, and yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. When you want to challenge yourself, how do you challenge yourself through your art? Um, in similar ways, you yeah. know what I mean, like I'll I'll take on you know challenges, and it could be you know size of a wall, or it could be just what I want to do and how how I'm going to go about it. Do you have um, a creative process that you kind of put yourself through as you're thinking through that? Uh, yeah, but I think it's always different. You know what I mean? But I'm, uh, but it's I'm resourceful and I'm determined, so I'll, I'll figure it out. Like even this wall that I just did in Worcester, um, that was a, that was a like that. terrible, terrible one. The, the wall so that I anyone did it, listening, he's trying to do a Boston accent. What's the, uh, so uh, the wall that I just did in Massachusetts. Get your uh, ass kicked over in fucking Boston, dude. Um, I, I have a bad Boston accent. I'm from there. Yeah, you do. You pulled it up. Sorry, I, try, I, I won't bad. interrupt you anymore. It's pretty bad. It's your show. We're just here. Um, yeah, the wall I just did in Boston, I 
uh, built stencils for it, and everybody <clears throat> thought I was crazy. But there was a reason that I did that. Like there was a, uh, I don't know, a crazy method behind the the reasoning, and that's the wall was basically the alphabet in my font, and the whole point of that was. And it was black and white, but that's my palette. You know what I mean? And it's only 26 deep, but the possibilities are endless. So I did this 43 foot high, you know, alphabet. Massive. Yeah. And I built each uh, letter as a stencil, but that's part of this evolution. Now I want to do pieces that, um, like if you give me a wall, I'll spell out a word with those letters in the alphabet. And then there'll always be, you know, like a six foot piece, mm -hmm. you know, at the, the base of it. And, and that's part of the evolution. It's I'm still going to do what I do, but I want to surprise people just kind of playing with typography. And that's just the first stage. So I, I, to answer your question, yeah, that was very intimidating. I mean, uh, it, the amount of stencils that I cut and the planning of it a and, lot. And, and knowing how I was going to not only do that wall, but then take it to other executions. Um, I figured it out, and then I was very proud of it. I was exhausted. Um, Should you do it alone? Do you have any help? I, I had some help. I, I continued to have some help. I had a great assistant, and he actually just uh, left Los Angeles, and he's traveling the country and, and doing his own do art. Do I know him? Uh-huh. Alex. Oh, yeah, I, I love uh, I'm at I'm Alex Inc. Yeah. On Instagram. Great he's artist. Amazing. Great artist, great friend of mine. Yeah. But he has a. So we had so much fun out in Texas together. That was cool. Yeah. He has a love hate relationship with uh, Los Angeles. He's I've noticed coming... he's been in the wilderness a lot. Yeah. He's come and left a couple times and, uh, and he just left. Uh, but he was helping me out and he's just the right arm, right arm man of all right arm man. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like he, I, I didn't even need to ask things. He was already he kind of doing yeah. it and it was great. But he uh, just ventured off. So the reason I'm saying that is I have great help at times. Right now I didn't. And that wall in Boston, I did completely myself from cutting of the stencils uh, really? to, to painting the wall. But that's also because I am so hands-on. Yeah. And just the circumstances, like there were assistants I could have had, but the learning curve... Uh, yeah, would yeah, have yeah. just been too much and I was and it was a it was a really I mean that's also why I came back exhausted I just threw myself into it and wanted to make this happen and and did do it all myself when's the last time you got really pissed off and like fucking just so mad and how did you scream at anybody um did you punch a hole in the wall what do you do when you get really mad I don't know I'm not naming any names late last year I was punched in the stomach and stabbed in the back and wait and oh, it no, was, it was physically? Just, no, 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 actually, no. Oh, okay. figuratively. And it was Holy just, shit. I was like, I was like, wow. <laughs> Punch in the stomach, you kill all these stab you in the back. That Come is a on. savage way to get attacked. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, that was, uh, I figuratively got punched okay. in the stomach and stabbed well, in the back. Well, some of our listeners aren't, aren't there, but also aren't, you know. Um, so that was hard. That was hard, but, uh, but um, it is it is what it is, and it was what it was. But uh, mm. yeah, uh, if you were going to be a WWF wrestler, and you had a song that you would walk out to, "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Oh God! Fuck off! And it was such a quick the, answer too. It's like you've been one waiting. Of the most motivating songs. Like I just, I absolutely love that sure. song. I love that tune. Okay, good. Uh, do you have any morning routines? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm an early riser. I've I been know. Me and you were. Sitting up real early, just twiddling our thumbs on cell phones. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been getting up early for years. I found out that I just do my best work in the morning. So I'm a six o'clock in the morning riser. And, uh, I don't know. I like to exercise first thing. Um, and then I just love the routine of coffee and a smart, delicious breakfast kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, there's this thing like you do anything for 21 days straight, it becomes habit. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. also, I mean, I get addicted to going to Runyon Canyon. I get addicted to that rush. And sure, there are days that I roll over in bed and I'm like, you know, not today, but but it makes me more want to get out the next day and right. just and just push myself because there's that feeling. And, and on, a, on a daily basis, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't want to do this, but the moment, you know... I'm there or, or especially the moment that I'm back, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I feel so good. <clears throat> yeah. So it just, you kind of remind yourself of that. And, and then even if we're taking it to writing or creating, it's, it's, there's those benchmarks moment. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. push myself to continually create new words for wordsmith. Right. And right. it's, it's, it's 
not tough at, at times. Like I never sit down. I'm like, you have to come up with five of these things. It doesn't work that way. But but I will push myself to to just create. And the moment that happens, then there's this domino effect. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I love those words. I got to find a wall. I got to mm-hmm. get out. And and it usually, if I come up with something, I'm so excited to get it out there that in 24 hours or less, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. taking a picture of it. And yeah. and it's there's a beautiful thing in that. Like there's this thing, writer's block. I, I don't believe in that. Like I believe in project block. Yeah. And and even now, like with Wordsmith, if it's if it's just not there or I don't feel inspired, I do something else. You know what I mean? I, I, I could be writing or, or even... Like when I'm like out and about, like I'll call up a friend and be like, let's, let's, you know, do whatever. And, and it's just amazing how your brain works that then the inspiration comes and it's like, holy shit, get me back in the studio. I want to, I want to, I want to create this. But, but I don't know. You just kind of, you just kind of roll with it. It's the people that beat themselves up because they're not creating. And it sounds like you might sometimes when you say, oh, this isn't good enough. It's it's you got to have fun along the way, and that's all that matters. I'll, I'll tell when I got to uh, Powwow uh, Worcester, um, <laughs> they didn't have a they didn't have a lift for me. Like there was this mistake that happened, and and they kept apologizing, and and for the first two days, like like for the but the second day, I helped another artist. I helped Ben Johnston Wait, with so his oh, with really? his with his mural. And oh my I god! Was, I actually wanted to bring up Ben while we were on this. And I was so ecstatic to like be there helping, and I saw his technique, and he actually is a really good friend of mine now. Like we hit it off. Awesome, because we just, saw him together before, and we were both. Foaming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Full I told boners, him about like, that. I told him about that. In the when, bar, like, going nuts. I told him about that. What that PC did, and it just like all my friends, yourself included, were just so amazed. It was so wild. here's what I'm getting at. Uh, like, like, like those first two days, like the second day, I helped him, and I was just so happy. And the powwow, the pe- power people kept apologizing. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll get it done. And my powwow experience would have been completely different. This is what you True. just this is yeah. what, what you just said earlier in the podcast, and you just contradicted yourself. It's like you're here now, and and that was part of your process. Like my powwow experience would have been completely different if they had my lift day one. True. I still got the wall done. I still was not frantic, and, and it's just like I, I just knew what I had to do when. But I had those first two days to meet so many people and, and, and get help a another I artist. Saw a picture of you getting yeah, there was an yeah. event at a uh, yeah. at a barber shop, and <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so you just have to. I don't want to sound. You know, this is when people like like will roll their eyes at my work because it's kind of like, oh, you know. But you have to roll with the punches. You know what mm. I mean? And and if if. If you don't believe that, it's trust me. In in, yeah. in a couple weeks, months, or years, you're going to be like, "Oh fuck, yeah, I got to roll with the punches." And I'm not saying yeah. in a couple of years you'll be like, "Oh, Wordsmith was right," but but it's just it's just it's it's uh it's simple stuff that yeah that I don't want to say are lessons learned. You know what I mean? But and I, I get frustrated. Trust me, I get frustrated yeah. at stuff. But but you just have to kind of kind of I don't know. Well, I gotta say, you are one of the easiest artists that I've ever had the pleasure of being around working coming out of san antonio it was oh yeah no yeah whatever Thanks. if this is this is okay cool i'm down with that thanks we i think it just goes to i'm having fun you know what i mean yeah. and even though like i'll get i'll get stressed about something and then in the back of my mind i'm like i'm doing art you know what i mean it's like and, it, and we're not curing cancer and we're, this is gonna get like, done like I've, yeah. I've uh i'm prolific you know what i mean so i've done enough pieces where I know it's going to get done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the day can be frustrating. Things can go wrong. But now I've just, I show up and I just kind of laugh because I'm like, eh, I think I can get this done in three hours, but something always goes wrong. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. say it'll be done by in five hours. Kind of yeah. like something always comes up kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. All right. So we're around third base here. What I really, so you said you've been doing street art for how many years? Five, five years at, in November. So, what advice do you tell young Brody that he didn't know then that you wish he knew now? I I, I don't know. It, it's a, it's it's an interesting question because I don't. It, it's if I was doing street art, you know, ten years ago, I don't know if it would have been the same, mm. or I don't know if I knew what I wanted to say then. And it goes back to because I, I, I thought about that. I'm like, I was having so much fun and I continue to have so much fun and it was such a merger of worlds for me. I mean, if you do the math of of my story, it's yeah. like I used to work in advertising. I've always been inspired by street art and I'm a writer. Like, it was just all there. But it's like the moment you figure out anything, it's you should be happy that it happened then and there. And 
and it's making you happy and then if it's making other people happy. However, to answer your question, I think I would just uh, tell them to use Montana gold paint instead oh, of I'm... shitty 99 cent. I started yeah, yeah. using 99 cent paint from Home Depot and... I cringe when yeah. I think about those moments that you spray and it just was, it was oh, just yeah. the worst stuff on the planet. Another thing that you're really good at writing is getting out of street parking tickets. Is that, <laughs> is that, are you willing to share with our audience? Though? Now I'm going to contradict myself because I said I was no. ripping on people that hate and I said, how much time do you have on your hands? <laughs> but yes, I get, I get like, first of all, Los Angeles is notorious for giving <laughs> tickets. Like, they have a whole army of people oh, driving around ridiculous. just looking for reasons to give tickets. So I get a ticket that I am mad about. There's another thing. I get mad. I don't punch a wall. I'll write an email, and I come up with a lot of good excuses uh, for getting out of, of It's tickets. okay if you want to keep it to yourself and so not of people using it. But No, I'll tell you two right, examples. Uh, uh, street cleaning is a big thing. So if you forget... Oh, here on the street... Oh, no, it's not street cleaning. It's um, it's zone parking. So you have oh, to have yeah, your yeah. pass on your thing. And and one time I forgot to put the pass uh, on my mirror and, and they, they gave me a ticket. And I just wrote the next morning that... Uh, hey, my car was broken into last night. I don't know how the person giving me a ticket didn't notice, but... Everything was thrown to the ground and like done, and they pulled for so some reason, good. pulled it, and it was sitting on the floor. And 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 I basically said, if you're giving me a ticket because my car got broken into, the city is ridiculous. And it took them a while, but they but they got rid of that charge. The other one was um, there used to be. I think they're going away. There used to be uh, cameras at the red lights, so if oh, you yeah. went through a. Yep. A yellow or red light, you, it flashed your whatever, took a picture of your license plate. Um, I got one of those one time and I wrote a letter saying, wow, I actually remember this day and there were three fire trucks behind me. I had to go through the lane to pull off so because, because, you know what I mean? I was clearing the lane yeah. and, and <laughs> they came back and cleared me. But, uh, but yeah. Wow. So, so <laughs> that's really good. It's smart. I like it. Yeah. Um, you were an amazing guest. It was I think fun. I, I, it's all about the conversation. <clears throat> it's true. I don't know how it's going to sound yet. So it's like, if th- that might be Kyle. for shit. <laughs> but no, it's all about the conversation and the conversation was, it was pretty yeah. great. Um, I've admired your work for before, long before I met you. I think what you're doing, putting out there, how you make people feel, I think speaks to how often people go find your pieces. Because it makes them feel a certain way, it makes them feel better, makes them feel more positive about themselves. I think it gives them that slap in the ass that someone may need to say, "Hey, come on, let's go. This is, let's get going." And so, I think what you're doing is special. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I'm not just kissing your ass because you're here. I truly believe that, and uh, very excited to be able to have some of the experience we had together. And, and thank you for being on on here on Beyond the Arts. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Beyond the Artist. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Instagram at BTA Sessions to find out what creative human being will be interviewed next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.